my dad told me all about him. See, one night Willie stole treasure once, and then he got into this cave, and he's been there ever since. Trapped. You guys, just what if this map could lead to one-eyed Willie's rich stuff? I'm setting booty traps. You mean booby traps? That's what I said, booby traps. I want to go home. Don't say that. Goonies never say die. From Steven Spielberg. The Goonies. Do the truffle shuffle. Come on, do it! Good evening, welcome to Hero Asylum Movies, or Ham as I call it. I'm Kane, one of your co-hosts. Sadly, we don't have Mike with us tonight. Mike has decided to leave us and frolic amongst the living. But I did manage to get somebody else. It's my brother from another mother. My real brother from another mother. Actually, real, real, real. My buddy Chris. He's doing this long yeah, distance uh, from I Long Beach. I hope there's not another mother. <laughs> I hope not neither. Because that would be odd. That would be... Well, that would explain yeah. a lot, though. Explain a lot of things. Um... So what we're doing this week, we're doing our 80s month, and uh, usually I want to get some guest hosts here, and Chris has been so kind to join us, uh, get a moment of his time, his busy schedule out there, living that lifestyle. And we're doing a movie, actually, that's probably nearest, actually, when I thought of, when I was actually mapping out the month of the schedule of the movies we we're going to do, this was one of the movies that I hoped that he would be on, and we're doing Goonies, and Goonies Never Die, um... I remember this film vaguely. Maybe you can fill in the, the, the gaps, Chris. I think the old man took us to see this film. Mm -hmm. I think he took us to see it in Jonal Square, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was somewhere else. I mean, you can correct me on that. And it was one of those films of like the first time. Uh, I, I believe... I believe that you're correct. Um, there was... Um, one of maybe two theaters that we would consistently go to. One was in, in Jersey City in Journal Square, uh -huh. and the other was in Uptown in Manhattan. Uh -huh. um, when we used to watch uh, like Saturday Kung Fu Theater in, in Harlem. Yeah, that was, so, that was that's actually, didn't it, was, we... it could only be one of two. It could only be one of those two theaters. Actually, didn't we not watch um, the Lou Ferrigno Hercules movie in that theater too? The really bad one, I think. Yes, yeah. and also, the, I, I believe we also watched uh, the Dark Crystal there, and oh, that Never Ending Story. Yeah, and, okay. So there's that that those uh, theaters. What are that theater still? About? Anything that was really bad uh, <laughs> was it the Ice Pirates? Yeah, like, we saw Ice Pirates really there. Bad sci-fi. We 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 cornered it. We cornered the the market on that. We oh my god, we watched we watched that. Actually, Mike and I were talking about another movie. I think we loved was Explorers. Flight of the Navigator, all those films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, so we watched all those. Yeah. So Chris pretty much is an expert on that, and we're watching 1985's Goonies, so pretty much uh, that's pretty much what we're going to do. We're going to hit play, and we're going to talk amongst the movie. So if you guys have it up there, I am at two seconds. I don't know where Chris is at, but uh, I usually do a countdown. And uh, guys, just to get... Uh, hold on one moment. I'll right. get to... 
One, all right, when you're ready, go you ready? tell me one. Okay, I'm going to do a little countdown. So hit play in three, yep. two, one, play. Somebody asked me a while ago, how come I don't put the, the volume up for the movie? I go, dude, if I did that, I'd be sued. So I can't, I can't exactly do that. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, That's the thing called copyrights, and believe me, I don't have enough money. It's funny. I didn't know this is a Richard Donner film. Donner. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still, he's still going, man. Is he one of the ones that went? No, no, no. Uh, Richard, he's, still, he's still alive. I believe. I believe there was a um, last year during the pandemic, they had a, a cash reunion online, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I believe he was on it. And he's like 93 years old. Yeah, he's um, is he that old? Wow. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely that old. Damn. You know, when I saw this in the theater for the first time, I'm like, what the hell has happened here? You're going to begin a, a kid's movie with a guy hanging himself? <laughs> Well, imagine trying to do that in a movie nowadays. Oh, God. You know how much feedback you get back from that shit? That's, that, that was creepy when I saw that for the first time. Like, whoa, what? He's alive? Oh, he, got, he had a pipe in the back of it. There you go. The, what are, the, what are these? Are the, oh. the Fileri brothers? The Fellini brothers or something? That was, that was quite a, a hit on him. He barely touched him and knocked him out. It was amazing. <laughs> Well, and it's the 80s, man. They got that force powers, dude. Uh, sadly, that lady was made to be a bad lady. Oh, my God. She was a, she was a throw mama from the train, man. That's her. Hold on. I didn't... Yes. That's her, man. And Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up the Goonies right now. You guys, give me a second. There we go. 1985. What a, what a great... this other actor... This other actor, I forget his name... Oh, that's really hard to pronounce last name. Let me, let me get that. That's um, that's uh Robert Davi. No P something. Oh, the other guy. Uh, ooh. oh, that's Joe Pat yeah. Padliano. That's Joe Padliano. Oh shit, that's when he had hair. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And the woman was Ann Ramsey, by the way, Mama Fratelli. Ann Ramsey. Yeah. She was just, she got that face to be, like that bulldog type face. To be the bad guy. I can't believe I lived in an era where they actually had cop cars like that, too. Well, this is also taking place in Oregon where that pretty much is happening right now. There are people firing at each other constantly. Which is true, it's very frightening going on. I like how that's a common thing there. They're like, yeah. Oh, it's very cloudy. Is that Oregon, really? Okay, that's the nanny. That is Oregon, yes. Is that one of your bucket place places? There, to there is to? an actual. Um, well, no, I've been there many times. Oh, okay. There's actually a tour you could go on that shows you where this was filmed in Oregon. Oh, really? You can look it up online. Okay. Yes. I've not done the tour yet. That might be pretty cool. Yeah, that might be something that you put on your bucket list. Joe Padliano. That he is. You got actually a lot of decent actors. You see, you see now how Chunk looks nowadays? 
Chuck lost like mad oh, he's weight. He's a totally different person. Yeah, he looks like I was like so what? Is, uh, so, so is Data. They both look different. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ki uh, Hu Huan, that's his name. Looks like a typical nerdy guy. I'm looking at the actors list in here, seeing who else is in there. Dude, Sean Astin, he became like a real, just like a fat bastard, man. What the fuck happened to him? Freaking Frodo. Oh, no, no, Frodo. <laughs> Sam. Samwise. I'm sorry. Why do I keep saying Frodo? It's Dan. Now, do you prefer him as Sam or as Rudy? No, he's Rudy. Rudy, dude. Rudy all the way. Because of Sam, he didn't do... Like, Sam, he was kind of like the bitch, man. Because like, even this movie... This movie might have been... I think this movie might have been his best role, though. As a adult, probably Rudy. Yeah, when he got older, Rudy, and then... And what after that? Like, a couple episodes of Stranger Things, where he was, like, the boyfriend? That was about it. <laughs> no, he, he was surprisingly good at that. He was. I just can't believe, like, did he have to gain weight for that show, or he just is he just naturally fat now? I'm just, I mean, I'm not body shaming. I'm just See, all those. I, I, th I think he's just. <laughs> you are body shaming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a big uh, dude, he's but big... you know, he's an older guy now, so it is what it is. I think he's my age. He's a big dude, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I believe so. I'm probably a little bit older, I think. Are you? Okay. I thought we were like, I was the same. Which is odd that, you know, in the same room. I think in the, it's, it's odd that you've got Thanos and Sam <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> it is. Look, look. Thanos working out and freaking Samwise. I don't know, man. I would have known. I, I never would have thought. You know, you see Josh in this film, and, you know, he's like, you know, James' son and all that, blah, blah, blah. But I never thought he would turn out to be the actor he did. That one shocked me. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about Thanos. I'm talking about he was in No Country for Old Men. He was good in that. Um, There's a couple other movies that he did that he was really good in. But he, he just turned it like he did a series in NBC. It didn't last long. I think it was called, like, Legal Eagles or something, where he played, like, a lawyer. And he, he was pretty good in that. So I don't know, like, after that, that series was on for, like, eight episodes. It was gone. And then he turned into movies, and he's found himself a nice little niche. I mean, he's freaking Cable and fucking... Um, he's a legit good actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's a legit good actor. He, he It took him a while, though, because I think after this, nobody knows what he did for maybe, what, 30 years? No, no. Before he I, came back and actually did roles. Yeah, because the, the next time I saw him in No Lie was No Country for Old Men. I was like, oh, that's Josh Brolin. Okay. And that series I was telling you about. Yeah. And that was, what, early 2000s? Yeah, that was, that was early 2000s, exactly, I early believe. 2000s, so. yeah. He must have. He, he must have. He was in uh, in limbo for a while. Nobody knows what he was doing. Well, the actors in Hollywood they go through that limbo stage. Like Travolta had that stage too, where he went was in limbo. The ch the shuffle shuffle. Something to do with Scientology, I'm sure. Though. Oh God. I... He went on a on a mission. Oh man, did I tell you that I um a couple weeks ago that I actually drove to Tampa to the Church of Scientology. Not because I had to, because um the job the job my day oh, job. Did you my, get a reading, dude? I just I drove by it because I had to do something for my job, get some kind of like 
deliver some. Ma- it was just nonsense. They paid me for gas and everything, so it's not a big deal. But I went there, and because apparently they couldn't fax mm-hmm. something, email. It's it's a whole nonsensical story. Anyway, I go there, and I and I'd never seen this place. All right. It's like looking into like a freaking starship. <laughs> it's just like, are these people really believe all this shit? And they have these pamphlets and these people passing out the pamphlets. It's like, my God, you took over like brainwashing 101. <laughs> I mean, no offense if you guys like that, but just to me, just like, wow. I don't think this is what L. Ron Hubbard, you know, anticipated when he wrote those books. I think it is, it is what he wanted uh, in the end. And we have the, a really large one here in Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood that all the celebrities go to. And, you know, they all have one thing in common. It's that uh, they like to act. And science fiction and acting is in a belief system. What more can you ask for? Yeah. I always, I've always called Scientology like the, the celebrity type of religion. It's like the in thing. Like, if you're a celebrity and you make it to that level, oh, yeah, guess what? I'm in Scientology, man. Yeah. Random thought on mm. where they live in that area. It's uh, very hipstered out at this point, and it's very expensive. Does so it, does you can it, um... imagine back then, they could actually afford a mortgage there. Well, nowadays, that house in Portland or wherever they're near in Oregon, I mean, that's that's like 3500 four grand easy. A month. Holy cow. I was walking around the area like, um, um, you put, you haven't been here in a while, but I'm not sure if you, you saw it. Like downtown Oviedo, they built, there's literally a downtown Oviedo now where they have the apartment buildings and they have like the setup, like kind of like Crane's Roost in Altamont Springs now. It's called like the Lakeview. And they built these apartments like right alongside the lake. And I was with Jada today. And she's like, Dad, like, what the hell is with this? Like, these apartments are they cheap? And I'm like, No, honey, because they're like, they're like fourteen hundred dollars a month. She's like, Why are they so expensive? Like, well, it's not because of the size of the apartments, because they're small. It's because of the location. You walk out, you're literally close. You have a restaurant here, Starbucks there, gym there. It's location, location, location. Well, I forgot where I heard that from, but it's like a big thing. Like, if you go to the ghetto and you're paying for like a five hundred dollar apartment, guess what? You're not gonna be around shit. <laughs> Could be around axe murderers, drug users, pimps. It's all about location. Oh. I mean, you know that. I mean, you, when you live, that in... would be nice nowadays, but that doesn't exist. Yeah, well, that doesn't exist anymore, though. The ghettos are, are few and far between. They're taken over by kids with man buns and beards who are brewing their own beer, and they gentrify it. You know, which is good for the neighborhood in terms of real estate value, but. It kicks everybody else out, and they end up living pretty much outside my door in the streets, which makes for a whole other situation. Well, that's but that's did. politics. Yeah, that's politics. And baby. politics isn't the Goonies. <laughs> unless the you want to, unless die. you want to make those people. Do. Unless you want to make the Goonies a political statement, that'd be interesting, man. Hey, you're you're, you're allowed to do anything on this on this podcast. It's mine, so you you do what you want, sir. You're a guest here. Uh, yeah. No politics. Not for me. <laughs> you know, at the house right now, we still have one of those um, those attic thingies actually pulled down the ladder, which is actually kind of cool. I think I think a, a pop had it built. They had, they had somebody come and actually build it. So, do you remember having a? Oh, ba- there's uh, you mean there's a ladder? Yeah, 
It's actually like if you pull it down, there's a ladder. You go up there. Not that there's much in the attic anyway, because basically the okay, attic that, is... That, 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 should have, uh, that should have been there in the first place. No, because I remember that was, when we... When, that invention was probably like 400 Oh, yeah, I know, but I, when we first got here, that it wasn't there. Like, you opened it up and you had to get a, an actual ladder and put it, like, on the side so it could hold it open. Yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't a very smart move, but <laughs> it's good that it's finally there. Yeah. Look how small this freaking house is, and, and to believe how much this house is now, it, that's astounding. Oh, I mean, that, the, the living room alone, or the foyer, is about the size of an apartment in Los Angeles. Wasn't that the size of your apartment in Long Beach? I mean, I'm not trying to call you that, out. That but was pretty much the size it, of most of my apartments <laughs> out here. Well, that one... You know what? Why don't you do a comparison? Compare the, the apartment in Long Beach to the apartment that you had in Hollywood. Which was bigger? Um, well, it wasn't Hollywood. It was Sunland, which Sunland, is north yeah. of Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah. And that one was, was large. That was that was very large. It was the biggest one I've had out here. And probably the best place I had, except where I lived was boring as hell. So uh. sometimes you do have to pay for location. It's okay. And, and where I'm at currently again, which is where I was at originally, Long Beach, is definitely more of a more home to me at this point. What about that place where you had the that it was kind of like the Ooh. lonely, like the place you had before now, where you basically were alone. You had like a potted plant. And you sent me a picture. It looked very, looked very depressing when you like, hey man, it's just me and this fucking plant that I inherited. I'm like, Chris taking care of a plant. That's, hmm, that's interesting. I could never see that. I did have a plant. That was that was a couple. That was a couple places ago. Yeah, I remember like you before this. I was in the Bay Area, up in San Francisco, Oakland. If you guys didn't know, my brother's basically he works in the music industry. He's basically, I would say, a tech. Like that's the best word I could say: tech, sound advisor, producer, uh, it's engineer. Fine. It's fine to say production. Production. Okay. Just say production, and it's easier. All I mean, right. it's everything. I do everything. Yeah, that's what I want to say. I do say. sound. I'll play. I'll produce. Because you, 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 it makes me nomadic. Yeah, because I know you know every single function when it comes to live tours, as far as like soundboards, you know, uh, queuing up the guitars and all that. So you pretty much can do everything. And I thought my job was hard. I can also yell at local. I can also yell at people, which is good when I'm you know production managing. That's fun. That's a frightening. <laughs> now here we go. This is the jux of the movie right now. And actually, I had one of those lamps. Mm, look at that! He's becoming. This is the birth of Thanos right now. <laughs> Basically, he is—he's uh, Mikey's brother. This is how his descent begins. I think we had, you know, hmm. no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, uh, Corey Feldman's, uh, turned, Corey Feldman has turned into a really, really weird, weird human being. It makes you wonder, like, if he actually keeps in contact with Sean Astin or any of this cast 
He's yeah. If anybody allows him in their house, because he's I, a very like, creepy dude. There's like there's there's a level of weird that's cool and acceptable. Then there's his weird, which is really off-putting. <laughs> like I saw an interview with him on a YouTube interview. I think it was um was he on that Goonies Zoom call? No, I don't think he was. He was in something. I else. don't know if he was at all. That, I was no, going to ask you that. I'm not sure. No, I don't think he was. He was in something Might else. Have been. I think he was actually. I have to. I have to. Man, I gotta look at that. Huh. The whole world is Zoom nowadays. I uh, feel like he might have been. I feel I think like he, he yeah, been. maybe. Because most of them are on though. And actually, most they've all aged pretty well. Yeah, most. Which is kind of crazy. Except for Brolin. Brolin. Well, Brolin looks like he's seventy-five years old. Well, Everybody else looks okay. Well, Brolin for his age looks okay. It's funny. No, I, I think he looks absolutely horrible. Dude, it's funny. It's like they they did the mocap when he became Thanos. And ever since he's done that, like, you'll see him in any interviews. Like, he's, he just, I can't not picture him as Thanos. Like, because they literally, when they did the face mold for him, that was his face. And now, like, you look at him, like, he is older. Yes. Him or Cable. Like, he's, he's definitely a kid. He was good as Cable, by the way. I'm glad you dug Deadpool 2, because when I first saw Deadpool 2, yeah, I was like, man. That- I was like, you're not gonna like this film. And then you you texted me and you I was shocked. It wasn't like, bad. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But the, the Deadpool series has been okay. And I I'm just sh- don't like the actors, you know. I know, I that's what I'm saying. Like that that's gotta know. be a hard crutch for you be, to if he were to be struck by lightning tomorrow, it'd be great. I just think he's the unfunniest human being of all time. But he does well with that role. So I'll give him credit for that. And uh, Josh was good. Dude, that, that, that Juggernaut song is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty darn funny. <laughs> the Juggernaut. <laughs> I thought it was better that they had the, the Vanisher was the best. Oh, yeah. that, that <laughs> When he finally died. And they show him being electrocuted by the telephone. <laughs> it's fucking Brad Pitt. He's like, oh, the cameos in that film were ridiculous. That Matt Damon yeah, there's the redneck. Awesome. I was like, because I didn't expect, like, what? How do they get all these guys in here? You know, I was looking through the old man's stuff. He um he gave me one of his dog tags the other day. I almost teared up when he gave it to me, like his actual dog tag. And uh, when he gave it to me, he had it in this plastic. And the dog tag still, like... It it has those um the tape that he had when he wore it in Nam. And he was like, Well, you could take the tape off and you know if you want to get like a new channel, I'm like, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I am not taking this off. You must be insane. So I, I actually got it right next to me, it's over there. Mm. Tester Cobblebot. No, anyway, when I was going back through Bob's stuff, he had like this, um, and he and he keep and by the way, he keeps in contact with this guy from Pittsburgh, who's one of his war buddies. But you know, that's another story. But anyway, I was going through some of his stuff, and I'm, I'm looking at it like, oh, this is interesting. He's gone through this and that, and I always thought, like, at the back of my mind, I was like, what if I found like a map here in Vietnam where he buried some shit? I'm like, Chris, Bob's got dough out there. Let's go. <laughs> I watched this movie on on Netflix that had like these um. I think it was a Spike, uh, the Spike Lee movie. I'm not sure it was like these uh, 
Delroy Lindo was in it, and somebody else. Which Chadwick Boseman. It was a. It was. It was a Spike. Spike Lee. Spike Lee movie. Delroy Lindo was in it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman was in it, and a couple other actors that you might know. And it's basically like these um, four black guys. They uh, they'd been to Vietnam. One of them died, so they're reuniting. They're like, hey, yeah, we got to go back there to collect his ashes and bring it back to the states because he was buried during the war. And the whole film just centers on like the relationship of uh, Chadwick Boseman's character, who, who's the one that passed away. And um, to, to these guys, and then it talks about ironically, like, yeah, kind of freaky, and um, it's funny how his impact is still going now. Like I saw an episode of uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, really good series. If you haven't watched it, episode four, and they the Dormelage are on there, and they don't mention Black Panther, but they go to Wakanda. They mm-hmm. show scenes of him there because Bucky was in Wakanda and all that stuff. I'm like, God, he's he's dead, but he's still around. It's kind of like Cap. Like, the series is basically the battle for Cap's shield. That's what I've always said. And, you know, he's not he's not in the show, but the Cap is a character on that show. <laughs> Whoever thought Flamingo shirts were cool? There's a whole movement of people wearing those right now. Are they? They're very hateful people. Yeah. How can you be angry wearing a flamingo shirt? Well, it started online as a joke, but like everything else. Yeah. Which I don't want to get too much into because there's a lot of conspiracy stuff out there. Um, but one of the things, uh, they're called the Boogaloo Boys. And is based upon, I believe, Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. And some of the fashion that they were using. And amongst it was Hawaiian shirts. So you'll see a lot of these kind of like uh, you know, backwoods militia types going to courthouses when there's a, a protest and they'll have uh, AR-16s or 15s and they'll be wearing those shirts along with flak jackets. And that's just how they identify themselves, which I think is great because it makes them really shiny targets. <laughs> so it's okay. Easy to shoot, easy to bleed. Look, at there's product placement right there. Drink the Pepsi can. I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, actually, we've been talking about doing that movie, and uh, you you have to do it with us, man, when we get there. We're talking about doing it in October. Predator? Yeah, the original one. Like, there's no, there's no other. Hmm. Like, there's other Predators that came after it, but I don't care. The second one holds, like, a heart. It holds, like, a special place in my heart. I don't know why. Because the movie is so stupid, but I like it because I, I guess Danny Glover, like, made that film to me. Well, and so did Gary Busey. Gary Busey and... This freaking song, Chris. Do you remember how much it was playing when this movie came out? Like, everywhere. You could not get away with it. And I remember Al, he had a pair of those those stretching things, too. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get big doing this. I'm like, whatever. I might be a, a little bit behind where you are. I don't okay. worry about it. It's fine. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Cindy Lauper. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was a, a Nintendo game. Oh, I'm glad you... I was waiting for you to bring it up. Probably... You probably beat it in maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah, because it took me a while. <laughs> or it might have been, been more. It might have seemed like a lifetime, but... 
But back then, it seemed like you know everything was a lifetime. That was the first. It was probably only two weeks. I was telling Mike. I think you ended up saving like you saved like a mermaid or something. Yes, nonsense. yes, it was like a, a weird mermaid or weird. Yeah, I was telling Mike about that. I was like, you got to bring up the Goonies game. Like what the Goonies game? Like yeah, that, that that literally was the first game I beat on Super Nintendo by myself because I usually had help. Well, it wasn't Super Nintendo. That was regular Nintendo. It was a regular. I was regular. Oh yeah, regular Nintendo. I'm sorry. I remember like the year yeah, we got that was definitely Nintendo. like 80, 87 or eighty eight. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. I know he's got that old. He's you see the Nikes he's wearing right now. Those are the Air Force Ones that he's wearing. Those Air Force Ones, dude, I cannot believe the popularity they got. I also thought Air stupid. Force Ones existed in 1985? Yeah. He was, he's wearing a pair of Air Force Ones. Those are the retro ones. They probably weren't called Air Force Ones, but those are Air Force Ones, like the design and everything. That's uh, that's I, them. I don't... I, I don't... I don't... I don't recall when the air bubble came out. I could have swore that was after the Jordans. You sure? Well, this is 85. The yeah, Jordans didn't come out till about a year or two later. Yeah, 86 was the first one. Like, You know how much that shoe sells for? The first ones? Like, I'm around, like, I work with I, a lot. I don't even want to know. I work with a lot of guys who are sneaker guys. I have never been a sneaker guy. The only the best pair of shoes I ever had was the Patrick Ewing stuff. That, that hands down. But um, I mean, you were <laughs> you on the other hand were. They had a great keychain. You were yeah, that, great keychain by the way, and it had like the pumps. You go. But uh, on the on the other hand, not to not to be a hater, but let's just say you were very blessed when it came to the sneaker department. You were quite blessed when it came to that. I think the blessing, for anybody who doesn't know, is because because I was the youngest, <laughs> I just so happened to grow a lot more than you did, constantly. Yeah, so yeah I grew out consistently. Of That's quick. the thing. Yeah, it was like every like, at one point I think there's a picture out there. Where I'm taller than you. And I, I have it somewhere just to keep. I'm like, yeah, at one point I was taller. <laughs> But then all of a sudden, Chris went you through. You were, you were. Yeah, but then also there was a growth spurt, and then I was like, "Oh my god, he's like El Gigante now." <laughs> Took long enough. I was as big as these kids in this movie, at least until I was fifteen. Yeah. Oh god. The douche in every fucking school. This guy right here. It's actually the same colors as the last high school you attended. I know. I was just. I was just. I'm like, is that the maple shade colors? It's, fr- it's frightening. I didn't even notice that till now. It really is. Yeah, it is. Those are the same colors. We're gonna search for one eye Willie. You know. And the, meanwhile, they're searching for one eye Willie. If you guys didn't take a hither of that. One Eyed Willie, I believe, became an adult film later on. Yeah, yes, it did. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. Oh. 
How do you know? That was fast. You didn't even have to look around. You just like point up to the sky. Shit. In that previous scene before where uh, Josh Brolin goes off the cliff, I mean, he could have died. So, again, <laughs> things that won't happen in movies nowadays because they're not PC. Nope. Hey, look at Mikey's wearing Georgie's raincoat from it. <laughs> hmm. That is interesting. <laughs> I'm just what I'm saying. A balloon. Oh, can you imagine like a little red balloon like past by? I uh, I watched that hey, one. Oh my god. That'd be hysterical. Hello. I watched. I thought that guy did a good job of it as well. He, yeah, uh, was it at Stellan Skarsgård, one of the Skarsgård brothers? He was, he was good. I thought he was a little bit, you know, dare I say it? I thought he was a little bit better than Tim Curry, but you know, oh, don't tell out the Tim Curry fans that they'll go crazy. Like, no, he was. I go look at. Yes, I'm a lover of Tim Curry as well, but sometimes you got to call a spade a spade. His version of you know, the it clown was a little goofy. Where Stars Guards was a little. You also got to think the time period, though. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to compare. If you're going to compare this movie that we're watching to anybody who grew up seeing like Spy Kids or something, yeah, it's just totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. There's CGI now. Back then there wasn't. There's just a lot of things you got to take into consideration. Yeah, yeah. It's all about era. Yeah, of course. I mean, personally, for me, like watching this, I like. That they're they're out in nature, they're out in the open. Like there's actual scenery. They're actually going to places as opposed to a giant green screen. Yeah, I think that's the way to make awesome movie making. To me, is to combine it. Well, that's that's the best. That's why I loved the Force Awakens because it was a combination of the CG and the practical. I think when you get too overloved with the CG, it becomes a video game. It's kind of like the prequels were. Remember, like they were just basically. I think that was the, the, one of the biggest things that you said. I think. Uh, when you when you watch the Phantom Menace, it's like, yeah, but it looks like a a video game, and it did. Shit, a lot of video games are better than some movies. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very much a PlayStation game. Here's another and the Force Awakens. I mean that that just could have been better. That could have been better. No, the, the first one thing. was good, I think. But that was more for the acting, not really. Everything else was fun. Yeah, everything else was fun. Like, I love the way they were... I, I love the, the direction they were going to go into, but it just, you know, it just... It didn't work out in the end. Even though I am a fan of Last Jedi. Which people freaking hate. It, it wasn't horrible. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it because it took a chance. It's okay. They just should have uh, recast the the Kylo guy. I had to think that guy was just not the right guy for it. But too late. He was too whiny. I thought in some scenes he was good, but I could not over... even whiny. Just uh... what the look? What didn't you like about him? Just kind of like a, you know, like a, just a tall, goofy, goofy kid who's not. 
He's not. I mean, he, I've seen him in other movies where he he fits in better as like okay, so you, you didn't slow guy. Okay, so you not, didn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not really. He doesn't come off as like some threatening evil he, dictator. He's not same threatening. Thing they did, the same thing they did with the with the Hayden Christensen back in the day. It's like that's not that's not Darth Vader. Like come on. <laughs> you want some tongue? Cut it off. Now we're 30 minutes in. Look at that. Here's another thing that I'm going to bring up to you that uh, I talk with Mike a lot, and uh, I never got your opinion on it. Nowadays, when a movie comes out, it just comes out. Hey, they, they do the, um, you know, they to publicize it all over the films and YouTube and commercials and back in the day I don't want to sound like an old guy but back in the day a soundtrack and the movie would come out like simultaneously at the same time and a soundtrack would sometimes you know e sometimes eclipse the movie like oh shit have you heard a soundtrack I used to collect soundtracks to movies that was my big thing that was my intro to buying CDs and I think nowadays that's one of the things that's been lost is like a movie that like movies and soundtracks used to be like symbiotic they used to be like go hand in hand nowadays not so much it's like a movie comes out great oh what about the soundtrack uh what there's one song you hear and that's it i would love to see that come back mm -hmm. like having epic sound like, oh my god like the movie sucked but the soundtrack it was so good it's kind of like queen of the damned people didn't like queen of the damned right but the soundtrack was awesome i mean to me Blade, uh, the first Spawn movie. People didn't like that, but the soundtrack. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> no, no. Go, go back to Queen of the Dam, please. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> There's no escaping that one. Um, that was definitely a terrible movie, and and I did not, I did not like the soundtrack. It was you didn't like the soundtrack. I love the examples of the new metal world taking over at the time, and and you can never let. Uh, let's put it this way, Jonathan Davis. And Korn are a very unique band. They're fun to watch live. I think they're kind of really cool to watch live. Mm -hmm. But he should not be doing soundtracks as far as production. You didn't like it? It was some of the worst singing. It was him and like Wayne Static singing songs. Yeah, yeah, Wayne was, was on there. Yep. God awful. God awful. I didn't like that. I liked the Dave Draymond song on there. And uh, Marilyn had a couple songs on there. I think God. No, I don't like him, period. Who? Then again, I have. Who, Draymond? But you know, you know, me and Draymond were, were were buddies back in the day, and and uh, when I told him I didn't like his his cover of "Sound of Silence," he looked like he wanted to cry. Oh no, dude! I dude, I, hey, you know what? I like Disturbed, and I like some of their albums, like a lot of their albums. I'll tell you what, I am not a fan of that cover. I hate that cover. Everybody here, like I had a friend of mine, his name is Richard. He worked at our job before he left. He would like, dude, play the "Sound of Silence" again. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate that song. It sucks. Is it play the live version? I am not playing that version no more. The first, I was like, oh, that's okay. But then when it became an anthem, I'm like, oh, boo. I mean, no offense. If you guys like it, great. But I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not a that. fan of it. I just think it sucks. I think it's terrible. I just, like, the he, he did better covers. Well, he did, he did the Tears for Fears covers. He did a cover of a Genesis song, which I thought was pretty good. But when he went that way, I was like, out of all the covers he did, that was the one that got him to this number one? Strange. But, you know, you work in the music industry, you can never predict anything. It's kind of like, you know, you know when... Uh, um, nowadays you can. 
Well, I'm talking about like back in the day when it was unpredictable. Like, you remember when Beth came out? Beth was a B-Sides kids song, right? That was not predicted to be number one, and it shot straight to the top. I miss those songs. Like, man, like a song that you didn't think had a chance, but all of a sudden, like, boom, shoots up. Not literally, tap, tap. But. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, but, you know, it's not, that's not what music is anymore. I know, everything is too, like, you know, I think... I mean, you could testify more to this. I'll talk as an outside guy, but I think it's like more too pre-produced. It's too. There's not enough raw sounds. Everything has to sound too perfect. I mean, this is a, as an outside guy talking. I mean, you have a different opinion because you're in that industry. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just sounds like everything is like it has to be planned a certain way to sound a certain thing, and it's it's, it's not organic. Like sometimes the best things in music are mistakes, right? Like, oh, man, I didn't mean to do that, but let's record it, right? And I don't think you have that nowadays. I mean, right. what say you? Uh, well, everything has a formula. I mean, you could even say the same thing about movies, and it's because we're in the information age. Remember, everybody, you could look online, and you could find out what a one four five progression is in music mm-hmm. or, or what most horror movie plots were like in and how the beginnings and the climaxes all kind of match movies that came out in the past. Mm-hmm. So it, there's really, you don't have to do so much research, like going into libraries or, or reading old books or, or seeing records from the past, you know, hearing a Beatles record or whatever. Mm-hmm. None of that matters right now because all the formulas have been laid out in front of you. You can figure out, hey, I want to sound just like this Rolling Stones disco song. And it's not hard to do. And you can do it at home on a home computer. And, and get it out to the public, which has its advantages. I think that's cool. It's kind of punk rock in a way, but mm. but it also saturates people with music that is not creative and doesn't take a lot to do. Hence, there's no such thing as artists nowadays. It's just you're a product. Yeah, you're pretty much a product of what's going on right now, and I think there's no individualism in music as it goes nowadays. That's a problem. Because I've always said, like, when I turn on the radio station with when I'm on Drive with Jada, Jada listens to, like, pre-produced you know, music that's built for her, right? There's nothing that's like, you know, oh, let me find this hidden artist here or there. Like, oh, it's, it's, oh, who's that? Let me, let me, let me stop and hear that. Everything sounds the same. And I just, it just bugs me. So, I mean. Yeah. But again, again, you can't, uh, you can't really knock the younger generation for what's going on. If anything, they're, they're, we're more aware and, and smarter than our generation was because all the information's in front of them. We had to, again, dig into libraries. Uh, remember when we had like microfiche, you know, looking up old newspapers just to try and get an idea of what happened in the past to get influences. Nowadays, it's all at your fingertips and all at your phone. And I think that's really cool. I don't hate on that at all, but you would think with all that information, there'd be more creativity and depending where you look, there's creativity. It's there. It's just not what's being pushed out there in terms of marketing. And that's the only sad part about it. Other than that, we're living in great times. I mean, even back when this movie came out in, was it 1985? I mean, we were had just seen Blade Runner a couple of years before, which I believe took place last year in Los Angeles. And we were hoping there would be flying cars because of that movie. We don't have flying cars, but boy, if you look at your phone right now, that's not something we could have imagined back then. So, 
in general, the technology that we have nowadays is amazing. Mm. And even back when we were watching Blade Runner and hoping there would be flying cars. That was the, that was the big thing. I, I, so I think I, that the super creativity is coming. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, you know, like movies like this, I think they, um, there was a big thing. There was a movement for a while with, um, a couple of the cast members. I'm not sure who brought it up. It might have been Feldman because Feldman is desperate for work nowadays, but. He's like, yeah, man, you know, there's a possibility for, like, a Goonies 2. I'm like, I hope not. This is one of those movies that, and there's a lot of them, that you could remake it, but it just wouldn't feel the same. It's kind of like this. If you remade it, it would not feel the same. Like, oh, you're making Goonies now? This is like a byproduct there movie. Like, I was talking about Breakfast Club earlier. Uh, I, I that's, another, be... that's another byproduct movie. Oh, of an era. That's Gosh, the that's yeah. no way. I mean no way. No, that's that's ridiculous. I don't understand why anybody would want to do that. I think this is like there's some movies that It's you... like uh, you know, hey, let's let's go ahead and do a farewell to arms. Let's do a farewell to arms part two. Oh god. Which no. of course came out in nineteen forty three, so let's <laughs> find out if there's like one actor left who's alive. And have him reunite with a bunch of corpses. He's sitting there by the grave. He begins the movie and narration like, I remember. <laughs> oh, man. No. Because I'm sure some, there was a child in that movie. I'm sure it's like 90 years old. Yeah. And you could just bring out the bones and put a hat on him and say, hey, this was Gary Cooper. <laughs> and Gary Cooper's bones will be in it going, oh, Donner, party of five. <laughs> if you can find somebody with the balls to make that sequel, I would actually watch it. <laughs> Hey, remember me? I'm back in the day. I'm Gary Booker. Like Throwing some James it's like I told you in a, on a Like I told you in a previous conversation, in terms of having the balls, why not in the new Marvel MCU cast Ghost Rider as the corpse of Paul Walker? Just get his melt face on there and see how many people would love. Like, wow, Ghost Rider's real. He really is dead. <laughs> Actually bring the corpse of Paul Walker out there? Some CGI shit. You could do that. Why not? Why not? He's not going to care. He's dead. Unless Feige can bring him back from the dead. I don't know. Feige has power. I doubt it. What'd you find? We're all going to go one day. Remember that speech from Alien 3? Oh, man. That's Charles Dutton, man. Charles Dutton. You know, it's, it's funny that Dutton hasn't done much since. Yeah. And, I, and and that that TV show Rock dude that was ahead of its time. I love that show. Like he like the the dude was a freaking garbage man. But like at the end of every episode he would have like this poetic Shakespearean speech to like his brother or somebody else. You can't do that. You can't stay on the streets and live your life like this. You got to live your life the right way. Look at me. And it's, I was like, "Damn, man. Charles Dutton is the man." He was one of the many Hollywood redemption stories cuz I believe he also kind of like Danny Trejo I think they both were in jail for manslaughter at one point or, mm -hmm. or murder and when and when they came out 
you know, look what they became at a later age, which tells everybody it doesn't matter when in life you figure out what your passion is. Like, it should be inspiring. Yeah. So anytime I see Danny Trejo as an example, I'm like, wow, that guy's like 78 years old. And he's in some really cool movies, and he's peaking right now. Yeah. Some people just peak later, is what I'm saying. You don't have to peak early on, kids. You don't have to be, you know, the quarterback and be like, "Oh my God, I didn't make it to the NFL." Maybe that wasn't your path. Don't worry about it. Yeah, maybe there's another Live path. Your life, peak late. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Even at you know at, at the ages that we have right now, it's just like you. If you find something that you want to do and you love doing it, do it. Like I didn't know I wanted to do this. This was never. Uh, when I graduated high school, I was like, no, I'm going to do podcasting. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's kind of eerie because I actually I looked at my yearbook, and it said my goal was to go to the uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So in a strange kind of way, I did go to – I did do what I wanted to do because yeah, I always you, wanted to be a sports announcer. Then. I think you knew back then. Yeah. It, it's funny because I always – You were definitely – you were definitely uh... – well. You were going to head to ESPN on one day. Yeah, that was my thing. I always wanted to be a sports announcer. I wanted to be an ESPN. I wanted to commentate for, like, the Rangers or, like, the Knicks. God. Well, even the Knicks, I would actually, I would commentate the Knicks now. I saw a couple of Knicks games, which I'm very impressed in, by the way. They're not stupid or awful. I think they might have a chance. There might be the light at the end of the tunnel, which I'm trying to say. And by the way, the the scene that happened previous, where the brothers throw pizza at each other, that was pretty much me and you in 1985. And if we had guns, we would have pointed them at each other. Oh well. my God! You know what? Yes, yes, I would agree with that. There was some those there's some dark times with us, but you know, I remember an incident with a pillow, and yeah, but you know, there were a lot of beatings back then, but I think every one of them were justified. Yeah. I think we, yeah, no, very justified. I look back at him now, like, yeah, we kind of deserved it. <laughs> well, I could say that because I was in the, I was, I was, I was, I was on the receiving end of the majority from my older brothers. So, and I'm saying that happily right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because you know you could probably hurt your old, your brothers now. That's the problem. That's the thing. As a young guy, you could probably like it. We look at yeah, you. but even back then, I was very much like the Corey Feldman character in this movie. I, I, I definitely, I didn't shut up, and you guys wanted me to shut up, and I just never did. But the one thing I can say about you, which actually illustrates in your life, is you are the the great. Um, I want to say communicator. I would say you have the best gift of gab in the world. Like you literally could talk to anybody and convince them. You have that. You almost like the Professor X without the mind powers. That's what I would say. Like you can. I like, wish I had the mind powers. Uh, I wish I had those too. But like literally, I remember one time when you were smaller and you were talking to mom and you you, you somehow talked your way out of a beating. I'm like that is. I can't do that. <laughs> I also talked my way into many beatings, so I don't think that power is really that good. And later in life. It talked me into even more beatings, you know, mentally. So, <laughs> you, you you get what you uh, what mm -hmm. you deserve in the end. Oh, that's freaky. I remember one of the big. I remember a, a while. I'm seeing basements in this movie, and I I recall. 
This is a while, while ago. I'm not sure you remember this. But I remember the folks, they were looking for a house in New Jersey. They thought they could buy a house in New Jersey. And we drove, before we moved to Maple Shade, we drove through all these uh, South Jersey areas. And we would look at these houses and the prices on them. And I remember, actually, one time we walked in there. And, um, like, this one room was literally the coolest room I ever saw in my life. It, this kid had, like, all these wrestling belts, but he made them out of cardboard and had a basement. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to move in here? And, of course, that never happened. But every time I see a basement in a movie, I'm thinking, like, man, that's one of the regrets in life. I wanted the house with a basement. <laughs> there we go. Oh, well, tough titty. <laughs> nah, didn't happen. Nah, it didn't happen. I mean, not that I... Oh, look at that. Yeah, what a douche. I believe if I were to pick a character that you were as a child in this film, you would be the Martha... What? Who? character. Oh, my God, my glass. No, I'm not that... Oh, please. I'd rather be Chunk. I was a big fat kid back then. I'll take Chunk. No, nah, but you weren't the annoying fat kid. There were there were other fat kids more annoying than you in our, our little ghetto. <laughs> this is so weird. Like he gets he knows he's fucked. He starts singing them. Like what the hell? There he is. This guy's done some movies, too. I'm not sure what he's done lately, but he's another guy. He's got that face. He's got to be a bad guy. Like, I, I can't picture him being, like, God or, like, an angel in any movie. He's got to be a bad dude. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what else he's been in. I'm sure he's always been a villain, though. Oh, yeah. He can't be a good guy. It would be weird. That is, let me see if we can find him. That is Robert Davi. Robert, let's see what Robert Davi's been Davi. in. Robert Davi. Okay, Robert Davi. What movies have you been in? Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. Oh, he's in Arsenio Hall show. That's very lovely. The World of James Bond. Oh, he was in a James Bond film. No, that was Inside a Bio film. Where's films at? They have like a, IMDb's messed up right now. They have like everything separate, like movies and then like what you guest starred in. Okay, here we go. Goonies. He was in Die Hard. Okay. I didn't know that. Why was he in Die Hard? The original Die Hard? Yeah. I guess he was one of the goons. Interesting. Yeah, he was one I of the guess, games. Yeah, I guess maybe he was. What, uh, I, I, I don't quite remember that. I always remember the other guy that died. That he got hung in the end. Dynasty. Okay, where's the dynasty? Hunter. The remember Hunter that TV series? <laughs> oh, dude, he's in a movie that you would that love. The uh, X uh, X L A Ram Fred Dreyer. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Dude, he's in a movie that one of these days I want to do. He was in Raw Deal. 
Oh, he was in Action Jackson. Oh, okay. He was in Action Jackson. He was the main bad guy. Oh, shit. He's a lot of good. License to Kill. Maniac Cop Part 2. I, I would love that. Oh, he was in Predator 2. Okay. Maniac Cop. <laughs> wasn't uh, Maniac Cop, wasn't wasn't Bruce Campbell yeah, Maniac yeah. Cop? No, he wasn't Maniac Cop. There was somebody else. But he was in Maniac Cop 1 and 2. He was like yeah, the good he guy. Was in Maniac Cop. Yeah, he was in there, yeah. but he but he wasn't the Maniac Cop. It was somebody else. No, it was some other dude. It's funny because the the Maniac Cop has like it supposedly I and I thought he had like all these prosthetics on, but the guy who plays him, no, he actually looks like that with a gigantic chin. I'm like, holy shit, he look he is Maniac Cop. Now, if you want to remake a movie, dude, that's what you remake, Maniac Cop. You know, as a gigantic chin is the guy who plays the U.S. agents on Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is, I guess, Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, Wyatt Russell, yeah. And it's funny because I recognized him. He was in an episode of uh, one of my favorite series on Netflix, uh, Black Mirror. He had longer hair back then and a beard, but that's why I was like, oh, Wyatt Russell, the guy from Black Mirror? Was he on that as well? Yeah. Dude, everybody's been on Black Mirror. Uh, what's 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 her name? Uh, Ron Howard's Bryce Dallas Howard. She was in an episode of um, Black Mirror. Uh, the black guy from uh, uh, Get Out. He was on there too. A lot of people. Black Mirror's good. I like it. And Bryce Dallas Howard's got into acting or acting, uh, directing like her dad. So might be a legacy there. Yeah, she did. She directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, dude. She pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you grow up in it and you're not a complete douchebag, you can turn into something special sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, I think in the, in the Goonies video game, there was a part where I actually had to go into caves. Did I have to collect stuff to open a door? Like, wait, there was a part. I think so. Yeah, remember I had to collect, like, there was this one door. Like, you open, you begin the game, there's this one door you can't get into, but you have to go through all these levels to get something to create the key to, to make to get the door open, and then you finally open the door, and the door is the mermaid. I could be wrong. It's been, a, it's been like, 30-something years. Yeah, but the mermaid was the final thing, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what it was all about. Yeah. Which makes no goddamn <laughs> like, sense. Like, why was there a mermaid? <laughs> has nothing to do with the no fucking idea. movie. Kiss? Kiss? That's another thing that they don't do anymore also. You can recall this, too, because you're a gamer. Is they don't make those... They used to make movies to tie in with video games. They don't do that no more. Like the last one I played was Batman Begins, was for which is PS2. And since then, they haven't done anything. Even though the games weren't great, but there's another avenue to actually, you know, to promote your movie. Video games, soundtracks. I mean, there's a lot of avenues you can go into, and you can get people to watch your film. So it's just strange how they don't do things like that anymore. I think the I think the flip side happened 
where now all the most creative people are making the video games and that's what's turning mm. into the movie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the same thing with the sound designers and the musicians everything comes from the games first and that makes more sense nowadays because yeah. people in film and they're, they're just catching up you know we're just now getting into cool stuff again yeah. it's because they're getting people finally from the gaming world like look at that movie like um i think i told you about it, it was an upgrade Upgrade was not a highly publicized film. It was a low indie film, and I told you I was like, "Dude, watch it." Wasn't it was like a, it was like an old school sci-fi kind of like Terminator movie, but about an evil AI that takes over. I'm like, but it was done good, and it had like you know the right amounts of gore and blood. It, it and wasn't like, bad. The the main actor, the protagonist in that, was in Prometheus. He was like the, the what the the good scientist. Oh, was he? That impregnates the doctor and all that stuff, and he ends up dying. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was I didn't know that. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, that, that was the same actor, who also reminds me of a guy that I ended up getting in a fight with in a bar in Miami, and I, I beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> so I really don't like that actor. I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> We don't promote violence here on Here's Asylum Movies, but if you gotta get into a scrap, make sure you win. No, we don't. There's no such thing, you know. If you're gonna, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta punch somebody in the face. Yeah, sometimes face you, sometimes people deserve a beating. That's what it is. I mean, I got my ass kicked in my life well, too. Some in people my never have gotten it, and that's why. That's I think, why, like you, well, like you like to say, sometimes you gotta be humbled. Yeah. Yes. There's a T-shirt out there that I love. Uh, stay humble or be humbled. Oh yeah, it's like it's like oh, a yeah. it's funny. Uh, Chris yeah. Al Al came over the other day and he came in, he, in my room. And he was like, "Hey man, what's going on?" I'm like, "Dude, you need to be humbled." <laughs> That's the first thing I told him. He started laughing. <laughs> I go like seriously. He came in the room. He woke me up and all that bullshit. And uh, I'm like, you know what? You really need to be humbled, like se severely humbled. And I told him he's a, he's a jackass, he's an old piece of crap, but it was, it was kind of funny. But, but yeah. Bats. Well, I think he's been humbled by life. So he's okay. <laughs> I like how fake the bats look. Oh right? my god, but and but back then they were like terrifying. Strings, literally. It's little strings, yeah. Well, it's going back to that Ed Wood stuff. Remember, like, the, the flying saucers were, like, plates? So. I love this. He's like, tell me everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just That's breaks down. <laughs> it's so weird seeing him with hair, by the way. Who? Uh, this oh, guy. Joe. Joe Fan Pantaliano. Yeah, yeah Pantaliano. Like I can't pronounce it. Um, uh, I'm. A, it's a Joe Pantaliano. Yes. Pantaliano, I think. Pantaliano, dude. You do talk about films that he's been in, man. He's been in a lot of shit. Jesus, he was in Memento. He was. Yeah, in, he's he's definitely still going. The the, the he was the, the captain in Bad Boys, which actually the last Bad Boys I actually kind of dug. That was pretty cool. Um. He's actually in that movie that, you know yeah, what, I and I, I'm going to tell you, dude, and you're not going to like this because I know you don't like the actor and you hate him. You've told me on several occasions over and over again. But if you get a chance to watch the director's cut of Daredevil, the director's cut, 
I think you'd be presently surprised. Take your hatred out of the way and just watch it. I don't think it's going to be like... I don't think it's going to be like the fucking Snyder Cut. It's still going to be the same type of movie with terrible acting. No, the Snyder Cut is different, dude. The Snyder Cut is like a different world. I had an argument with somebody at work, and they were like, yeah, oh, it's the same was, movie. That I'm was like, worthwhile. I go, dude, the Snyder Cut is not the same movie. It's a, it's a totally different movie. Ah, oh, look at that. It's completely different. Dude, they have freaking dark side in the movie. Come on. The new gods. I love the new gods. That's always yeah, been my shit. You know, Jack Kirby world. The fourth makes world. no sense how they wouldn't put him in. And then it's just so strange. It's like the the other day they announced like Ava DuVernay she was going to do a new gods movie, right? But after the the Snyder cut came out, they were like, oh, we're not going to do it now. I'm like, dude, you know why? Because Zack Snyder released his cut because he was doing new gods. You have it right there. Just keep going. Put it on HBO Max ex- exclusive, man. You gave him seventy million dollars to finish his cut. Now let him make it. Let let him make all the Justice League movies for HBO Max. That, that's what I would say. Make it. DC is all about multiverse, right? There's your multiverse right there. You can keep going with Young Batman. What fucking Twilight? Seems... I'm just my thought. I've always said that. Like DC is always. I guess been... the question is, what does that do to movie to movie theaters? Movie theaters in general have to compete against streaming now, and I think that's what the big fight that's, is. That's well, that and, and it's no different than years uh, ago when you you get you had to buy music, which means you could keep track of album sales, as opposed to now where it doesn't mean anything to go platinum mm-hmm. because they're they're talking about streams online, and, and you don't really get paid the same amount. The record companies do, but the people who make the music don't. And movies, this, if you got to think about it that way, the actors and everybody get paid more. For being in streaming, yeah, than they do in actually being in an actual movie. Because and, there's a, there's a lot more eyes paid, on them. Uh... That's that's the big thing nowadays. Is like you get it, paid more, and it probably takes as much. That is going to be the battle going forward. That I'm going to be interested to see. You just said that because in this pandemic world we've been living in for almost a year, like everything has almost had to go to streaming, right? Like the movie theaters have been closed, but now slowly but surely they're opening back up. Probably by next year, they're going to open up fully. Now you got to find a way to get people back into theaters. And how are you going to do that? Because right now, I'm going to be like, you know what? Like a movie like Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm gonna, I want to watch yeah. the big screen because that, that would look cool. Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League cut. I'm going to go to the theater and watch a big cut because that looks cool. It's a spectacle movie, right? But how are you going to get everybody else into the theaters? Now you got to offer them something more. You can't be like, well, how oh, we got pop. Do? How did that? How, how did Godzilla and Kong do? That was supposed to be the one that brought them all back. It did. It was the highest rated movie, like money wise, since the pandemic began. That's pretty good, then. Yeah. And they were talking, well, this is the end of the monsterverse and all that shit. I'm like, dude, if if whoever's making those films, I would not stop. You, now the iron is hot. Now you have to keep going. And I read online, they're like, well, they have nothing else to tell. I'm like, dude, are you serious? You're talking to a guy who grew up in Kaiju. <laughs> Where are they going to go, though? Space. They haven't gone to space yet. Is that going to involve Jet Jaguar? God, I hope not. 
That's hey, look at little Earl Flynn right there. That's one of the old man's movies. He loves that movie, by the way. What? That's uh, a Earl Flynn. I think it was. Uh, I'm not sure. It was like a pirate movie in the background. They were playing. I know. I know it's Earl Flynn because uh, Mom keeps mentioning what Earl Flynn was back then. It's like I knew it. I'm like, I'm not gonna say it, but. My mom keeps mentioning that over. Oh yeah, Earl well, Flynn. You know, Earl Flynn. Uh, Earl Flynn is. Earl Flynn liked. Likes people who look like him, and that is what it is. <laughs> That's well said. Whatever. Buddy. Yeah. Which is back then it would have been a you know horrible thing. And then nowadays it is what it is. By the way. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. No, it's, it's not. A, it's, no, to me, to me, it's, a it's man, it, you know. It's no, it's well. not. If you're a little bit too pretty, then you know. Here's the thing. You're a little too pretty. That's all there is. On the movie screen or TV. Oh, boy, there we go. I love this. Hey, guys. There are so many movies that I have on my list that I want to do. It's all about, like, timing and getting people to do it. Like, I have, um, like, originally we were going to do Night of the Comet. As a watch along, and I thought that would be a good choice, but like, um, I got voted against. It. Like, yeah, it's better as a review. And uh, actually, in two weeks, no, not of the comet, okay. Yeah, not of the comet, yeah. but uh, in uh, because we do these things in two, every two weeks. Like next Saturday, I'm not gonna do. It, I'm gonna go out. But the week after that, we're gonna do uh, Real Genius, one of your favorites. And um, eventually, oh, wow, okay, yeah, Real Genius, and eventually. Uh, I was talking to Brian about this. Not Mumpert, but Shoal. I want to get Shoal on here to do Jason X. Jason, when he goes to outer space. <laughs> you know, when he because he's never seen it. He's like, I've never... I go, really? Jason I go, X. I go, dude he, he, dude, he goes to outer space. He gets a metallic mask. Like, something, like, literally, the movie picks up after he beat the devil because that's what we assumed since he went to hell. He beat Satan, and he's back in life, and he's in fucking space. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> like the, the whole concept uh, should be like, come on. He's an interesting one. But the, but, you know, have you have you guys done Freddy vs. Jason yet? Mm-mm. We haven't done it yet. Because then afterwards, they tried rebooting both of them, right? Yeah. And actually, the the reboot for Friday the Thirteenth was not that bad. It was not bad. Now the Nightmare on Elm Street one was a little different. It's kind of like one of those things. Like uh, I think uh, what's his name, the guy that, who played Rorschach in Watchmen. He was playing Freddy. And I saw it. I was like, it's okay film, but dude, it's not Freddy. It's like Robert England, dude. It's like yeah, yeah. That, that that's a tough one. And he's older now, and eventually... I don't think they did a bad job at it. I no, just, but he's not... I just think that... It, 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 there are certain roles... It's time for, for shit to be brand new. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you just need to make up new shit. Yeah, make a new character. I, dude, I, I agree with you 100... If Mike was on here, he would agree with you too. To make new characters, dude. Stop retreads. Everybody's all about retreads. The Ghostbusters film that was all yeah, about chicks. no reason to keep going back. Why? Or do a continuation. Do like um, which which you know what could have, it, it could have been better. 
that could have been better. I don't think it, I don't think it failed because the chicks were in it. it no, was, it didn't. It, it it didn't make any sense. You know why? You know why it failed? You know, it I'll tell you why it failed. Better, period. It wasn't because of the chicks. But they're, re- they're redoing that anyway. They're they're redoing that anyway, right? They're no, yeah, anyway. it's gonna be a con- all the old guys. Are yeah, it's back, a continue because you know guy. why? It's a continuation. The bad thing that the chick film did is it basically it spit on the legacy of the of the old film. Oh, these films don't count. This is a, a us. If they would have embraced, like, hey, you know what? Like, if they would have kept, like, let's let's just say that they kept the fire station, right? It's all torn down. Ecto one is there, beaten up, and they walk in, like, yeah, there was guys before us, but you know what? They need a, you know, there, there has to be a Ghostbusters in this world again, and they just refinished that and they carried it on. Like maybe the ending of the movie, you see like a picture of the original Ghostbusters towards the end of the hall. Don't spit on legacy. That is the the big thing I've always talked about with Mike, and I'll I'll tell with you, never spit on legacy, never forget where you came from. If you're gonna redo a film, that's cool, but never forget where it, where it, where it was. Because a lot of days they just redo it, yeah, like that's oh. true. Yeah, it, like a lot of days they just, they do it, like oh, you know what, guys, we want you to forget that movie happened. No, it's actually out there. You can't forget it. Like I know for years they've talked about doing a a Godfather remake, which is like don't don't do it. You had like other films and TV. You had the Sopranos on there. That's a, a different thing. Why are you gonna redo that? You can't do it nowadays. Who's gonna care? And how would you do it to to to, to compete with modern times? Like back then when they made The Godfather, it was all about Italian refugees coming over to the states, and like they were poor, they were broke, and they and that was the gist of it. Like they had no money, they had to be bread makers, they had to be garbage men, right? And they had to like they had for a life of crime was to provide for their family. That's why the the echo of those series has always been family. Like hey, family, family, family. Before fucking Fast and the Furious, by the way, because it meant something. Uh, but somewhere along the line, it got lost in translation. It did. Now yeah, it's now it's part n- of popular culture. Yeah, now it's, it's like such a, a part of like uh, hip hop culture as well, especially. And well, it. I think it means me personally. You know what I. I you know what I like. You know what I think about it. Like, the Lacoste Nostra, the old school stuff, all the real stuff. That's fine. You know, like you said, it's a family thing. I understand it. It's from the old town, the old neighborhood. I get it. I'm from that world. You know what I mean? You are. Mm. But I don't like the, the glorification of it. And that's why I find nonsense. So you just put out, uh, you know, a Martin Scorsese film. Like the last couple of movies he's done are absolutely awful. They're terrible, terrible right? They're, there's like the Irish. The same fucking shit. The Irishman. The and, same I, character. And, I, and I saw the Irishman and, and I like. It's just awful. Just do something different. People have grown awful i didn't and and i liked the irishman i thought it was okay but i was like you know what i've seen this film before and like they made a big gist of it like oh we're bringing back all these old actors when it de-aged them when de-aging is done right it's cool like an ant-man it's cool and the irishman wasn't cool because the one scene i'll tell you about you probably recall it they de-age De Niro, right? And he's kicking, he's kick-stomping this guy on the street. All right, De Niro's like near 80, right? So the, his face is young, but when he's kick, kicking the guy on the ground, his his kicks are old. <laughs> so it looks weird. <laughs> it's it like, look back at that scene in The Irishman. He's, yeah. You probably know, like, right away, like, he's kicking the guy, but he, his feet can barely move, so it's, it's like he's kicking air. <laughs> it's just, it looks so silly. Well, I don't. I, I'm definitely. 
I'll tell you right now, I'm definitely not going to check it again because I think it's that bad. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's, it's three hours. I don't. I don't, I don't I'm not going to help. I'm not going to help Scorsese's viewing numbers at all because I think he should really retire. I think he's off. I think he's done. I think he's one of those guys you have to throw in the towel. You know, kind of like the uh, the. But train. he won't because people people actually think he's still. People still think he's going to make Raging Bull again. You know, and that was like 45 years ago. So it's like, just give up, man. <laughs> I like Raging Bull. It's probably his best one. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Well. That might have been the last one he did. I should know. Did he do Casino? I think he did Casino. Not I sure. have no idea because it's it was, probably because it's the same cast, right? Yeah. He, the guy doesn't know how to cast anybody else. You talk about like uh, he casts what he knows. You talk about a problem guy when it comes to like BLM stuff. Look at Scor- look at Scorsese. Literally cast the same cast in the movie. The same freaking guys. You know, you know who needs to come out right now for Scorsese's life and his career. Just, just change the names. Oh, De Niro. You, De Niro's got to be an Irish guy. Oh, hey. Look, and fucking Al Pacino's Jimmy Hoffa. Like, okay, man. Yeah. You know. uh, blah blah blah. And and Joe Pesci was the yeah, god. Sure, okay, blah, blah, that's yeah. fine. You needed fucking Apollo's trainer to come out and be like, throw away the towel! Throw away the towel! <laughs> Seriously. What the fuck? There are no caves. I was taking... uh happened? No, I'm looking at the scene right now where they're, they're going through a cave. and I've never been through a cave. I've been through sewers, but never caves. Well, caves are fun. Yeah. No, you've been to goth clubs, same thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a bat cave. Pretty much. Although the, the goth club here basically closed, so. But there's a new one. It's called Mannequins, like the movie. Even the goth people have gotten strange. Oh, here we go. Do you like them? Do I like them? I've em? never heard of that. Yeah, it's a new place in Sanford. Sanford, downtown Sanford has become pimp. Has it? Yeah, it, it really has. Like I was down there like a month ago. I took a I took a lift down there, and I met a friend mine after work, and I'm like, "What the hell? Is this Sanford? Totally different." It's kind of like one of those things they they, they took a poor area. Oh, look it. Isn't that... Wait, this girl, wait. This girl was in Rudy. I think she was. I don't know. Was she? This, I think she was. The girl he just, or just that just kissed him was in Rudy. It had to be. I can almost bet it. What is the name of that chick anyway? She's a redhead. Hmm. Probably problem child anyway. Let's still go. Alright, where we at? What's her name? Oh, there's Kiri Green. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that name. I know she was in Rudy. No, she no, she wasn't in Rudy. She was in Lucas. I knew. See, I was close. Lucas. Lucas. Wow. Yeah, Lucas. 
But Lucas was the same, uh, almost the same cast, wasn't it? Uh, almost. It was uh, it was Corey Haim this time and Charlie Sheen. Well, Ryder was in, in Lucas. I don't remember that. Wow. Damn. Corey Haim and Charlie Sheen in the same movie. She's been around a bit. Yeah. Carrie Green. That was a lot of cocaine being given to children. I guess so. You got to do it. You got to do it. I don't think Charlie Sheen cares. He said uh, he's lived a charmed life. Yeah, who cares? He can take all the tiger blood he wants. He's already he was he was born into riches. Looks like Robert Downey Jr. They should both be rotting in jail, but because of who they are, they're not. No. Nope. And now they're multimillionaires, and everybody forgot about their past. It's yeah. Amazing how that works. It's it's yeah. Isn't it funny how that is? Kind of like your your favorite, like Big Boppy, David Ortiz. When the Star Wars shit comes up, like, oh no, but he's beloved nah, in Boston. That guy's, that guy's a cheater. It's funny, like all these guys go to jail, or like they're he's like they go, they go on trial, like McGuire, Canseco, Palmero. Always like to me, better players than him, because he basically was just a DH, right? He's a fat guy who could hit, and then all of a sudden he's he, a very good one. All right. And all of a sudden, he kills the Yankees. He does all these home run shits. He's beloved in Boston. Oh, I'm going to give to the poor kids and all that. They ask him, hey, but what about this? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. He goes to the Hall of Fame. Like, really, dude? Come on. He took the roids, too. Dry your fucking eyes. Sorry, guys. He's in the Hall of Famer. No, he is in the Hall of Fame. He'll, he'll never make the Hall of Fame. No, dude, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's in the Hall of Fame already. Ortiz? Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's not in the Hall of Fame. No, he's he's no, no. I thought I saw he was in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my bad. He's not. I'm sorry. Oh, look at Dustin Pedroia. Yeah, I know he's definitely not. Okay, oh, look at Dustin Pedroia. He retired, Chris. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I wish Mike was on here. He's a big Red Sox guy. He would he, he would love all this shit. But the funny thing about it is you're actually a realistic Why Yankee. is he a big Red Sox guy? Yeah, he's just he does he loves Boston shit. He's a he's a Patriots fan, Red Sox fan, Bruins fan, all that shit. He's a trifecta. Oh, that's a shame. Seemed like a smart guy. <laughs> Isn't it funny how Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl without Belichick, and now people are convinced, like, oh, it was always Brady. I'm like, dude, I could have told you that. Like, I can't hate Tom Brady. He's like one of those good dudes that actually out he outweighs the hate. Oh. He's not a good dude, though. He's not. Oh, he's not? He's, a, he's an awful human being. No, he's an awful human being. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just like people out here who worship uh, Kobe Bryant, who's an absolutely worthless, horrible human and being. And by the way, he cheated on his wife a couple times, more than a, a thousand times. Well, more than that. I, I got stories for days on that, but there's no reason, there's <laughs> no reason to even say it because he's dead. 
so it doesn't matter. What's the old saying by Bob Knight, man? I remember like when, when he was coherent because nowadays he's kind of like old and he's kind of out of it. He said in a speech, and it always stuck with me, and I think it stuck with you as well. He's like, you know what? When the whole world is done with me, I hope they bury me upside down so the whole world can kiss my ass. I'm like, yeah, Bob. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was his wrestling heel moment. It was, <laughs> but it, it's a cool moment. I remember that speech. He's not wrong. No, he's not. In a lot of ways, I actually respect Bob, dude. Like his coaching methods are actually not. Oh, dude, this is the one of the best parts. I think I played this in the game too, and there was a part where you had to play the keys the correct way, or that would happen. And of course, the Asian guy he figures it out. Like, oh wait a minute, what's this? Hey, man. Hashtag. Stop the hate. Dude, literally, man. Stop this. I don't want to get political, but to me, I hate people. I don't like people dying in general and violence, but that's just dumb. Come on now. We're smarter than that, right? I think. Can we not separate, like, one from the other? It's supposed to be. Like, shit like that. It's supposed to be. I've read that. I'm like, really, guys? Come on. That, that That's stupid. Go home and watch porn or something. Ugh. I love the fact that every character in this movie has like their own moment. Like this girl, like she could be useless, but they you find out in the beginning, oh she plays piano. This guy's a techie guy, and then oh shit, you're dead. He's got a built in oh he's got a what? Is that a green arrow punch bag? Shit, I didn't know that. You know, everybody after a while, the, this movie should be played for like human resources, so <laughs> diversity and hiring. Dude, Thanos, you got the gauntlet, man. Do something. Yeah, just run. This girl is sixty. Forgot years that this old? movie was was as uh, was as long as uh, as Endgame. Like <laughs> some of those. It's like I should have told you ahead yeah, of time. I'm it's sorry. Like really dude. long. Yeah, it's it's thirty. It's almost two hours. No, no, no. Endgame. Endgame was like three hours, wasn't it? Yeah, Endgame was three hours. Dude, Snyder cut was four. So hey. Which one was four? Uh, the Snyder cut. That was like four hours. That was worth it, though, to me. Oh yeah, well. That those four hours flew by. Oh, I, I cut that into like three inter, uh, three intermissions. Yeah, like, and and and, and the great thing about it is he, poop and... he he cut it up too. It was like was it like a episode or one like the meeting 
he cut it up. He knew. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna do it the way that they wanted to do it, but I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna give you guys some breaks. Like the meeting, uh, epilogue. I'm like, a lot of cool shit in that Justice League movie. We're in the era right now where actually fans do have a voice because the release of Snyder Cut began like two years ago by somebody in ja and it was like this girl in Japan. She began it. It was a website of her and her friends and it was a following and it kept gathering and gathering and gathering. Every day I would say release a Snyder Cut, release a Snyder Cut, release a Snyder Cut. And then like literally uh, last year, Zach was on Venmo and he was uh, he was doing a watch along to um. I think it was uh, the ultimate cut of Batman versus Superman. No, no, actually, it was Man of Steel. And he was like, "Hey, guess what?" And he did like a Zoom press co uh, conference afterwards. And then Henry Cavill came in. He's like, "Do you want to tell him?" "Oh, okay, I'll tell him." And then after that, he he, he flips the screen and you see he says Zack Snyder Justice League cut. I'm like, "Oh my God, it's gonna happen!" So nowadays, like the your voice can be heard. Because there's so many different outlets you can do it in. Like you just say, you mentioned earlier, like social media. Yes, it can be used as a bad tool, but it can also be a powerful resource if you do it correctly. Well, everybody should do it. It's just a matter of you know what your comfort level is. Yeah, it matters. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you want to do you want to have enough of the, your life being poured out into that space? Are you comfy with that? What was the name of the ship? They ever said the name of the ship? I don't recall. Okay. I'm not sure. It's it's so funny how they basically without trying to do it, they actually made another movie in this. I'm not sure if they did it, but intentionally, but if you ever watched the original Pirates of the Caribbean, basically they took a lot of stuff in this ship for those movies. Like they borrowed like the skeleton. Really? Yeah, if you if you look at it like closely, like the pirates becoming skeletons and coming back to life as zombies, right? They took it from this. The ship, like the way they shoot it. I'm not saying that like the cannons pointing out the certain way. There's a lot of things they borrowed. I'm not saying they copied, but just borrowed. Yeah. Oh look, he's got a sword. How cute. You're gonna fight crime now, buddy. That's a cool shot. I, I love when like the the water like splashes down and and, and that lighting right there. I think the closest thing that we have to Goonies nowadays is probably Stranger Things. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, again, the the actual set design can make a difference. Yeah. It's all about the aesthetic, like, you know, what, what you're watching. Like, the actors, yeah, of course, but still. Um, except Stranger Things is, what, a trilogy now? Uh, yeah, I think they're going to season four, right? It's supposed to come out this year. 
I'm not really sure. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I read. But those kids are growing up fast. Yeah, and then so. I think that's a, that's a, that's already enough. that should be that the last stop. season. By the way, they 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 shouldn't go any further because it kind of yeah to me stop eventually. They're gonna you got to stop because you know, like they always like like Doctor Ian Malcolm always says in Jurassic Park, life finds a way, right? So <laughs> the older you oh look at that he found all that shit. I think I made it to that room in the video game now. Now I'm thinking back about it. This is one of the final seasons where I found the key. And I had, to, I had to meet with this skeleton guy. I didn't fight him, though. Was that kryptonite? The fuck? I don't recall. That's a cool patch. Why, wow, Willie? I kind of like this, man. This is like it. Like when I Willie is basically a character in this movie through the whole film. Like he's been built up, built up, built up, and basically you 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 needed this meeting right here with him. Like he's like he's been talking about it. Like oh, they didn't believe him. Now he's there. Now we got this. Now we got this whole point right here where he, this is basically the whole gist of the movie that he's been talking about one-eyed Willie for so long. And he finally gets his conversation. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Just the whole ambiance right now. This, this is, you're seeing what they've been working towards the entire film, and they're here. That they probably didn't believe him, but now they'd have to.
Ah! Sorry, guys. I had a little technical difficulties. But I'm back. <laughs> Joe Alright guys, sorry that uh, Chris had some uh, connection problems, so he's gone for the night, but we appreciate his time that we got him, and hopefully we'll get him again, so. No, 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 throw him off in the train. <laughs> now um give me a second here guys i'm just trying to like okay Anne Ramsey, she unfortunately passed away in 1988. She uh, died at 59. But she was a lot of good... She was in Scrooged. Oh, look at that. Yeah, Scrooge, the river one's wild. Alf. Oh, okay. Did a lot of stuff. Nominated for an Oscar, too, so... Oh, there he is! You know, I need to get me a pirate hat. You know, if Mike was here, he'd probably chastise me. Oh, he's wanting these things that I like. Yeah, it's okay. That's what I want. <laughs> There's Jeff Cohen. Now, here's the big thing I want to ask. How did that pirate ship get into that cave? And it's still standing upright, by the way. One of the strangest things I've seen. You know, we never got to the point in this film where we talked about the... Alright, now he's got the Superman shirt. Uh, super chunk. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs>
Sorry, guys. Oh, look at Thanos finally making out. <laughs> this actor has been at a lot of cons and um I think I have his name here. Oh. Give me a moment guys. Again, I'm sorry. So, that is the actor. That was John Matusak, former NFL player. He died at age thirty-eight. Huh. John Matusak played. Uh, yeah. Sloth. Interesting. What a cool character he was, though. I always compared him to like a good version of Bizarro. You gotta like, yeah. You... One chapter closes, another one opens. <laughs> you know, like like I was saying to Chris before, like these films are basically simple, simple premise. Simple ideals going forward. And now you have basically the greed. Like like in the scene before we saw Mikey go up to Willie and be like, Hey, you know what? This is yours. I'm taking this half. It's like the respect. And this part you have the greed fill in. I'm like, wait a minute, she wants it all. And it's booby trapped, and basically now you're screwed. You have like it's like a whole thing, like common thing they've always said in like the you know, the original podcast and everything else I do in ham. The respecting of the past. And this clearly illustrates it. Like one eyed Willie has passed away, he's left a fortune, but however, even while in death, hey, you still have to respect me. Give me my half. Again, great practical effects.
Okay, like Chris said originally, I'm bringing up some stuff, guys, that you didn't know. Um, the Goonies film was originally shot in, on location in Oregon entirely on a five-month shooting schedule. Other than locations that include tunnels and caves and Wyatt Willie's pirate ship, they were included on a massive sound chase in Burbank, California. Here's what I did know. Josh Brolin debuted in this movie. No scene for No Country for Old Men and Thanos. Dead this was his first film. So good on Josh, and glad we got him going forward. Alright, I have to remember this scene. Apparently, there's one scene in the movie where Sean calls out Josh's real name. Look at Jeff Cohen, dude. Jeff Cohen, amazing now. Look, He's got a law degree and entertainment law. Good for him. Uh, some other stuff. The map of One-Eyed Willie was speckled with real blood. According to production designer Michael J. Rivera, the prop treasure map looked so to look new, they made more than 300 years old. They spent an afternoon aging it, pouring coffee over it and blood. And as the guys just said, John Matuzak and uh, Richard Donner, who basically said the sloth had a word. Basically, it was directed this movie, which I did not know. As a nod to a Superman movie, had Sloth wear the Superman shirt. There we go. Ah, Domino's. The Chunk family. Gotta feed. <laughs> I love the fact that, that Carrie goes up to her family and be like, thank you for the piano lessons. I think that's the one thing also. You have your friends... But in the end, you're always going to have your family. You know, if, if you're so lucky enough to have a mom and dad. That always makes me tear up, man. Oh, you are my best invention right there. Aww. Sometimes it's hard for us guys to admit truths.
I did not realize this was Josh Brolin's first film. <laughs> yep, go the pump away, guys. Justice wins in the end, and of course you have that gigantic suit. Actually, I, I might have to buy that for Mike. I'm not sure if he has that. I'm sure he has tons of Superman shirts, but not that one. The gigantic emblem. I have a couple myself, mostly Zod logos. Just to piss him off. <laughs> and everything is fine at the end. You're going to stay with us now. That's... Aww. The giant monster gets loving. This guy looks like he looks he looks like a young Ewan McGregor man. If Mike was on here, probably agree with that. Another message shows also with the father, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to force you to sell your house. It's going to be over. But you know what? It's a lesson in faith also. He Because he did not know what he had in his, in the, what Dada had in his bag. So. Yeah. And, and of course, the nanny. <laughs> Always the nanny. I had a Spanish grandmother, so I know how all that is. The Spanish grandmother is always the smartest person in the room. No feeding me. The jewels. But how much are those jewels worth, though? They never said how much they're worth. I mean... I gotta get me a bow tie like that. Where did this guy come from? It looks like he just woke up. Hey, man, what's up? Good evening. <laughs> See, that's the thing, man. I, I mean, it's a whole little, it's a quim. But how did that ship get out of there in that cave? And it's casting sails that it's sailing by itself. I mean, again, it's eighties, but 
It is a cool visual, by the way. I had a group of friends like that. Uh, Chris and I probably never mentioned it, but when we lived in New Jersey, we had friends just like that. And I always thought I would always have that till the end. But, you know, it's people you meet along the way that make the difference. And every person that you meet, you know, every stage of your life, young, middle, old, they're always going to be part of your life in some significant way. And... And that is the Black Pearl. And guys, that was the Goonies. Uh, special thanks to Chris, my brother from Long Beach. Uh, sadly, he couldn't make it in for the final 20 minutes. Connection problems, but he was there. He'll be there. And I think he will be back for some future episodes of Heroes Asylum Movies. AKA Ham. Um, as always, you can check Mike and me out on the main podcast. Here's a sign podcast that we record. We're on episode 111, which you'll be listening to probably on Monday morning. Check out Heroes Silent Movies, Ham, which I host. Check out Lobos and Chair Shots. Episode 8 is out now. We do the WrestleMania preview. WrestleMania is tonight as I record this. So check us out. See if our predictions go hand in hand. And as always, check us out at the Heroes Asylum Podcast Twitter. And Instagram, lowercase, uh, actually, here's Asylum by uh, Twitter at the Here's Asylum uh, underscore podcast at Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, at the gram at Here's Asylum. And as always, from me to you to everybody else, get to the Asylum. See you later.